gon' go to the rave Can't take this same, it's okay We gonna party today uh, Anxiety, where did you go? Depression, you can't say hello Say then are my friends or my foes Say then are my friends or my foes Hold on, I just can't wait to get this show on I stop my alarm and hop in the shower I'm shaking my dress to this drill I head straight to the stash Empty that little bag can't check for fence, take the risk, I might not be coming back I got a fanny pack, head to the dough Legal boy, Bruno, we head to the snow We brought that lap until we're too wide off I can grab it, he ball on me, ready to go Approaching a friend, get us our security Access shorty, I just met a Hide these drugs for me Aha, it's a kuna matata Sister them tabs in the fifth and the titties And made them disappear, ta-da God damn, yo, how did she do that? Yo, they took my fucking jewel, bro, what the fuck? Hey, you someone go to the race Can't take this same, it's okay We gonna party today uh, Anxiety, where did you go? Depression, you can't say hello Say then are my friends or my foes Say then are my friends or my foes Vibe electric, Edison Nation of Lettison Two doses ain't talk about medicine Took three it ain't talk about wrestling The question is, am I trying to get reckless? Dove, so I'ma drop some M in my panel back Can you flip for that excision set? It's in my system like a circuit Just lost in the moment, I'm nervous Screenshot some Snapchat Cause there ain't no service Road is spinning like a circus I'm looking at my just for certain Slides to the front like a serpent Dreadhead, so they think I'm serving Everybody get in low This shit is about to be about to drop We bring it on next just for sure Yo, can I hit that camel back? Hell no, I don't know where your mouth been Hey, you someone go to the race Can't take this same, it's okay We gonna party today you go, depression, you can't say hello. Say then are my friends or my foes. Say then are my friends or my foes. Hey, you someone go to the rave. Can't take this, it's okay. We gonna party today. Uh, anxiety, where did you go? Depression, you can't say hello. Say then are my friends or my foes. Say then are my friends or my foes. treehouse show you just listened to rave thing by yours truly um i don't know i feel like you are listening to the chillest podcast in the universe what can i say today we have an extremely an extremely special guest we have a producer we have a songwriter we have a lyricist we have a digital artist we have the one and only Limash. Yes, sir. How's everybody doing? You know, how you doing? Skra! I'm how you chilling. Feeling? No, it's nice. Man, yeah. traffic was not that bad. You know, I'm up usually. I'm not usually up this early. So this is a change of pace for me. I kind of, um, I'm kind of a night owl if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. My sleep schedule is trash. So like, I'll be up till like five, six in the morning. And then you, it's like, you don't expect nobody to wake up early if you're going to sleep at like five, six. Months. I'll wake up like at seven p.m. Mm. and it's tough because like nobody cares, mm. <laughs> nobody will check on me. You feel me? Nobody that's all, that's all hit that my matters. phone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. People love me, <laughs> but yeah, like I got like hella alarms set. I got alarms set from like eight a.m. all the way to three p.m. and I sleep through every single one. Do we need therapy? <laughs> Do we need help? 
I don't think so. I think I just I, need to go. I to, feel like <laughs> I also have that problem. Really? And I feel like I, I feel like we're not alone. I don't want to. I don't want to be the one to sit here and say like, um, what's the word? I'm an insomniac. Mm. I don't want to go as far as say that yet and say I got insomnia because you know niggas ain't been to the doctor to say oh yeah you got insomnia, but like what else is there? If to it's think? not diagnosed. <laughs> I don't got it. No, 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 no. Get your STD test, dirty Yo, motherfuckers. Right, bro. Get right. tested. Get Tell us wrong with you. Right. But yeah, it's like I don't know. I really want to get better at like going to sleep at like decent times. So I could at least have more time in the day to do more stuff. Mm. I feel like I'll wake up and then I just I just wing it. Mm. Instead of just like having like a plan because you know you wake up early, you could plan shit out throughout the day. Isn't that part of being an artist though? Winging it? You're right. You're right, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, if you look at the greats, uh-huh. um, Prince. Okay, that, he's actually a terrible example. <laughs> nigga was organized like a robot. Sorry. <laughs> if you look at, like, a, um, a Lil Wayne. Right. Or, like, a, maybe, like, a Tyler Creator. Yeah. Like, they seem to do their own thing. Yeah. Like, diff- completely different schedules. Some of them wake up at 2 p.m. Some of them, I don't know, some of them, like, don't drink. Or some of them literally only take pills. Right. But it's, like, both great artists. Definitely. So, it's, like, what is the balance of okay this is like not productive for me or this is not sustainable for me long term but mm-hmm. i'm like making great art versus my <laughs> artist shit but i feel great yeah it's like a weird trade-off almost i don't know that's a good way to look that's a good way to go about it because i feel like for me i feel like i just need to get up <laughs> mm. like i'm way more productive when i have more time on my hands I don't like I don't like being last minute, but that's what I've been dealing with as of late. Just because I can't sleep. Mm. Um, what do you think is the root of that? The lack uh, of sleep. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just the sleep schedule that I'm on. I need to reset my pattern because right now my pattern is go to sleep at like five in the morning, mm. wake up at like three in the morning. I'm not gonna lie. Last night. I went to sleep like at four in the morning mm. just to still wake up like five hours later. I had to wake up at nine just to get ready, eat, you know, because I didn't want to come here parched, you know, thirsty and shit I like mean, that. I mean, we got kombucha. I appreciate got water, it. You got know? the platter set out. You know what I'm saying? We got the got the fruit. The Sabbath, the Sabbath breaking platter. <laughs> the fruit dish. The um, the Ramadan, the Ramadan ender. <laughs> you feel me? You know what I'm saying? That's a gang of fruit and vegetables. That's a posse. That's a crew. Yeah, you don't want to get jumped. <laughs> you get your ass jumped in. Right. Veggie gang, nigga. They to wake up with some asparagus <laughs> coming out your ass. Anyway. Oh, God. No, no. We got, we might do something with that. But um, how you feeling today, bro? I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I'm excited to be here. It's actually... Um, it's a pleasure. Yeah, it's, I feel like uh, it's a good, a good starting point for me, almost, in the sense of just like... I've never really done interviews before, or at least if I have, they haven't been like primarily about me. Mm. So to sit here and like tell my story and everything, it's um, it's a um, how can I say this? It's uh, basically it's a blessing, mm. you know, because I feel like I'm getting to that point in life where I want to be, and once I get there, I'll be like comfortable with interviews and stuff, mm. and just like being able to talk freely about what's going on in my life or just like what I'm doing. Mm. So this is this is definitely like a good help for me, and I appreciate you having me on the show. This is this is no, dope. It's, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, so uh, it was great that we had you know those connections. Yeah. that led you here. You feel me? Right. So? 
I was like, damn, my homie Zion, my homie James. I'm like, bro. Shout out, shout out XJ, shout out Zion. Shout out to X. my boys and my brothers, man. Y'all man. really killing the game out there. <laughs> go stream Lane Switch out now on all Definitely. platforms. Go stream Lane Switch. Also, go stream Caps starring me and my boy Zion. You know, we both Capricorns, so it was like, why not do something for the yeah, Capricorns? He is a Cap too. Yeah. Mm. I came up with the idea. I was like, bro, what if we just, what if we came out with a joint EP or just a joint mixtape? Something mm. with both of us on it. And he was like, you know what? I like that. <laughs> that is dope. Hell yeah. How much of your inspiration as an artist just comes from being surrounded by other people like who are, who are doing the same shit as you? Uh, I say I say a big portion. I can't really put like a percentage on it, but definitely just having these people around me that want to do the same thing I do, and we're doing it in like our different ways. We all in our own different lane. Mm -hmm. No pun intended, Zion. And we all in our own like avenues and stuff. So like. Just being around them, seeing how they go about making music, see how they record, they writing process, all that, that shit inspires me. Because I'm like, damn, like, they always trying to get better every day. I should know, I'm inspired to try to get better every day myself. And then on top of that, I'm also inspiring them. So it's a win-win. It's like the perfect trade-off. We got all these dope creative people in the same area. We got the same circle. Mm. So like, if anybody needs something, if anybody's going through something, just hit, hit us up. Hit us up. Like, we... We all there for each other. We all want to see each other, like, strive and be great mm. and be in that, that... We all want to be on the same level. And if we can all make it to that same level at the same time, it's like we unstoppable. Mm. So, I, I don't know. I just... I'm so, I'm so passionate about that shit. My brothers, my boys, because, mm. like, man, they, they help me through a lot. They get me through a lot. Like, when I'm going through writer's block or if I'm struggling, mm. I hit up my homies. I hit them up. And they always got the right things to say to just make me get back to my groove or just get me back into my, on my shit. Mm. So, how do you feel? How do you feel when you're not on your shit? How do I feel when I'm not on my shit? Yeah, I'm like, real. Artist-wise. Um, I'm not going to lie. As, as far as, like, writing, it does take, I do have to, like, feel something. Mm. And um, when, I'm, when I'm not feeling something, I'm, like, I'm real not shy i'm real quiet about it mm. like i'm distant i don't really say much because i'm sitting here trying to figure it out on myself in general before, yeah before i like try to have, ask anybody else for help or something i always try to look into myself mm. and figure it out myself and sometimes yeah, i get real distant i don't like talk to nobody i don't reply mm. i'm just i'm just cooped up in my room you know chilling if i'm not asleep <laughs> mm. i'm fucking playing the game or just watching shows on netflix yeah so yeah it's just it's just about just finding that thing that like sparks mm. finding that one thing it could be the smallest thing ever like you could be watching something it could be something that somebody says and that one little thing could be the thing that sparks it mm. that inspiration to get that flow back going get you back in that groove so it's it's just really just finding what makes me happy or just like what makes me feel the inspiration mm. and then I just I write it down it just it's a download it's yeah. like you just whatever you feel that's what you put out in your music exactly so going back to going back to basically like you do, you go through these phases uh -huh. it's almost mountains and valleys yeah. highs and lows and sometimes when you're at the lows it's like sometimes you get distant right sometimes you kind of withdraw sometimes you pull back uh -huh. is this are these moments of clarity for you are these moments where you kind of see the people who are your real friends or the people who, who really understand you because yeah. a lot of times it's like it's, it's almost as like is that an escape uh -huh. you almost want to ask yourself like is withdrawing instead of dealing with it does that make your life easier for you uh -huh. or is that almost make 
life harder for your loved ones and like what's that balance of like self-care yeah you know because like you mentioned earlier like you got to be selfish sometimes yeah so would you, would you consider that like a an example of you kind of being selfish when you withdraw to that point you're not kind of replying to people's text do you think that's a necessary part of them being able to come back strong and then now you're showing them that attention now you're showing them that love would you say that is something that is necessary um in my case yeah i definitely i think so because at the end of the day i think everybody that i surround myself with they know very well who i am mm. so like if you know me you know like i'm a very like sarcastic person like i'm i could be i'm funny as fuck i'm not gonna lie like, <laughs> yeah, like I saw you made that joke <laughs> about the <laughs> <laughs> like like to my friends and stuff i'm funny as hell mm. so they know when to like take me serious and when to not so the thing with me is like I I go ghost right, and um they'll hit me up, and I just be like I'm good, bro. Just just doing me, just trying to make sure I'm straight. Cause I don't want to put no negative energy or no bad energy onto nobody else, which is kind of why I just seclude myself, so I can deal with all that on my own. And then once I'm good, I'm bringing all this positive, all this positive energy and all these good vibes, and I'm putting that onto my friends, and then they're getting inspired. And then they're just having a good time and smiles on their face. Mm. So for me, is it really selfish, right? Is it really selfish? Like I'm doing y'all a favor. <laughs> no, <Right>. I'm just <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not ghosting. It's giving you better love <laughs> at a later time. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Spreading positive vibes, you know. Due time. In due time, <laughs> it's, it's 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 miss me now. For more of me later. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And man, hell yeah. I love my friends, man. They're my dogs. Shout out to all my guys. They know who they are. That's what's up, man. <laughs> no, it's good that you break that down. Because a lot of people, they take it personal. Uh-huh. A lot of people think it's about them. Right. Like, oh, so-and-so didn't text me. Yeah. Or so-and-so didn't reply. Or so-and-so was like being lame. Yeah. So it's like, something wrong with me. No. Yeah. And it actually has nothing to do with it. <laughs> right? But it's like, I can't blame them because I do that too. Yeah. It's like, we we tend to project how we feel mm-hmm. based based on on somebody else. So like their reaction or like what they're doing, yeah. we, we think we have so much control. And that, that's almost like, that's almost selfish too. To think that like, we're such the shit that like everything else that somebody's going through is due to us. That's almost yeah. like humble yourself. Right. Like it's, it's not that you're nothing, but you're also not all that. Exactly. To so the point that like everybody who's feeling some kind of ways because of you. Right. Chill. You know? So <laughs> talking about calm down, Jamal. <laughs> so I love that you explained that that it's like it's not about, you know, if people are like ghosting you or people are taking time to reply back or just maybe don't want to hang out or something. It has nothing to do with you. Right. A lot sometimes it does, but that's like one percent, two percent of time. A lot of time they're just going through shit and they just like you said, they want to present their best self to you exactly when they're with you. Exactly. A lot of people are like that. It's like they only want to be with you when they're at their hundred. They don't right. wanna they don't want you to see them at their when they're like ten percent or twenty percent. But coming back to that, like, is that healthy though too? Cause like mm. Cause think about a relationship, a long term relationship. Yeah. Do you really know the person if you don't know them at their ten percent or at their twenty percent? Yeah. So, so that's another thing too. Yeah. The way I go about that, as far as relationships, I feel like um, when I do go ghost, the only person that really is in tune with me is the person that I'm in the relationship with. Mm. Because yeah, like you said, as far as like it being healthy, it can be unhealthy. Mm. But what I've learned about myself in my case is like as long as I got some piece of happiness 
or like I got someone here with me that's like always making me happy. Like they ain't never like no stress or nothing. Mm. They just they always there for me. And it's just a vibe. That that helps. And it's like I don't never get like bored of being with my significant other mm. or something like that. Cause like if I'm if I'm with someone, obviously if I have someone, they we share the same qualities. Like we have a lot in common. We share the same interests. Mm. So the person that I'm with, we have the same interests. We like to do the same. We both damn near lazy as hell. Mm. So we'll just be vibing, chilling in the bed, or just watching TV, and all that just feels good to me because I'm with someone who always makes me feel better. Mm. So the times I am by myself, she knows that like. Oh, you you you! I know you just you know you you going through whatever you going through, and like you gonna you gonna be back whenever, mm. right? So, we understand that we that's something that we have solidified and that we know, like is that like if we going through something, communication, mm. just like just let people know like all right, I'm finna I'm finna go ghost for a little bit, but don't take it personal. Mm. So we all we we um we understand that. So I and think you let your friends know. Yeah, like I'm going through a little a funk right now. So if I'm not, yeah, oh, bro, we have a group chat, mm. and literally everybody's just texting. It'd be random texts, random texts out the blue, and then it'd be somebody in the group chat be like, "Yeah, y'all, like I'm working, like, uh, like we all work, you know, jobs or whatever." Exactly. So it'd be it'd be work kicking your ass, mm. so you just want to kick back, or like, yeah, you going through some stuff mentally or internally that you just want to deal with on your own. So you let everybody know, and then everybody reply be like, "Yeah, we here for you if you need anything, vice versa." And that's just how I go about it. That's what I like about my group is we all are kind of the same mm. in a sense where, like, we all know we got our own lives, our own problems that we got to deal with. Mm. So we, you know, we don't we don't publicize that. You know, we don't let everybody know. Mm. So, yeah, it's just it's just it's that understanding. It's mm. just it's just a matter of how you go about the situation. Really. Exactly. How much of that was learned from experience? Of like basically fucking up, not doing that, and it's right. like, okay, let me do that the right way, because I feel like we're not we're not taught that at school. Yeah, we're not taught like oh, communicate your feelings to your friends and so and so. So this you kind of just like watch movies and yeah. kind of watch TV shows or fuck up yourself. Exactly. How did you come to that realization that like communication, you know, as as much as it might hurt uh-huh. or it might, as much as it might make you feel kind of shameful or some some shit, mm-hmm. it in the long run is good. How did you come to that realization? Um, I came to that realization by fucking up myself Mm. i've been in relationships where like i'm not really i haven't been i wasn't considerate of my significant other's feelings Mm. and i just do whatever makes me feel better disregarding them so from that experience alone like i wasn't like communicating with nobody if i was communicating it was just like i was trying to always be uplifting Mm. right i can't i can't help to i don't like seeing people in bad moods i don't like Mm. seeing people sad so I would always just I would always try my hardest to like uplift the person or make the person feel better, not knowing that I'm the reason that they're sad. So once um once that was like once that was expressed, it kind of like opened my eyes. I'm like, damn, I need to like pay more attention, or I just need to be more intuitive with the people or with my significant other, basically. So that because obviously like a lot of like like a lot of like who I am. It's because of like past relationships, mm. just from learning, fucking up, learning. So, it's it's that definitely it took that took a big role, and um just like hearing stuff from like when my friends are in their relationships, they tell me about their stuff, they vent to me and everything. Mm. So they tell me how they go about situations. My brother Ron, he's really good at giving advice, mm. and like 
that man, I'm like he's so he has a quote for it, like every situation. Oh, he one of those. Yeah, bro. Smart this nigga, bro. That nigga is so smart, bro. And it's just like, damn, you really know what to say to make a nigga feel better. Like, like that's why, like I, I talk to him all the time, and like he always has the right thing to say. Like I remember, I was, I was going through it, a relationship, and this man, like he was telling me what to text. Damn. I was like, damn, bro. Like, what do I do? What do I say? And he was telling me what to text, nigga. I was copy and pasting that shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> copy and pasted, sent it to it, and it was working. I'm like, this is my nigga, man. <laughs> Not for real, for real. But yeah, as far as that, I've um yeah, going back to what you said, it's definitely a a lot of learning experience for me. Mm. I've learned a lot in the what, the twenty two years I've been on this earth. Mm. <laughs> I've learned I've learned a lot. <laughs> man. No, that's really facts though. How do you like because I feel like a lot of a lot of young people tune into the podcast. A lot of young people, uh-huh. seniors, junior, freshmen in, high, in college. Yeah. You know that that age group. That's kind of like where you start experiments and start doing shit. You feel yeah. me? So it's like, what is? How do you navigate? Because like you said, people going through breakups, people jumping into relationships, people. You feel me? Going in and out of shit. How do you separate, or how do you discern your feelings? Basically, how do you be objective? Uh-huh. How do you not carry that hate or that bitterness that you have from the last relationship into the next one? Um, it's all about forgiving yourself and just accepting that life goes on. Like, people are only in your life for a certain amount of time. Mm. You know, unless it's obviously that person that you really love or like you really care about and shit like that. But most people that you meet, you're probably not gonna really like. They're not gonna last long in life. At least that's what I've what I've been what I've what I've seen from experience. So it's more so just like you can't dwell on things for so long. Mm-hmm. Like like being in your head all the time, um, constantly thinking about what you could have done or like how you could have gone about situations better, that's not really like the best way to go about it. Mm-hmm. At least for me. I feel like the more you're the more productive you are the more you forget about the things that you did back then. Mm. And also, like, instead of, like, dwelling on the past and just thinking about all the bad memories, it's always nice to think about the good memories, too. I'm a very nostalgic person. Mm. (laughs) So, like, I like to just think back about all the things and it just put a smile on my face. Mm. So, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, thinking about the positive stuff, but leave all the negative stuff and all the bad stuff back back in the past, Mm. you know? Cause at the end of the day, you only getting older. You know, life life is going on whether you sad or not. Mm-hmm. So make the most of it while you here, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Like I'm, it's I'm too young to be stressed. I'm too young to be depressed to be worried about like this chick or the next chick, mm-hmm. or you know whatever the case may be. Just focus on you and like get to that bag, bro. For mm-hmm. real, I I I can't stress that enough. Just just focus on you. That's why I feel like being selfish is okay. Because a lot of people that want to like make it in this 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 life or this industry, like once you get to that point, your family, your friends, whatever the case may be, they're going to start to look at you as a meal ticket. Like, oh yeah, he famous now. Like I need you to give me this. Like I don't want you to expect something from me. You watch me. that TV show True Story? No, nah, I didn't even watch it. I heard about it. that's with Kevin Hart. 
I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's exactly what it's that whole concept yeah. of like you feel me, you you blow up your family meal ticket. Yeah. yeah, continue. So yeah, um, fuck, what was I saying? <laughs> you were saying they look at you as a meal ticket. Right, right, right. Okay, so I don't want. I don't want them to expect something from me once I get to that point. Mm. I just want you to be like, be thankful and be grateful that I even thought to give you anything. Mm. And like, yeah, that's why I just, that's why I'm, I'm being selfish. I'm gonna be selfish now, and then once I get to that point where I can provide for my family, then I'll do it. Mm. I just don't want my family and my friends and everybody to like immediately expect it from me. Mm. That's just all I want. I just, I just want to be like that person that can give back. And then like freely, yeah, freely, and just like I feel like to I owe my mom, owe my dad, owe my grandma, all of them something, cause I know like you know you a kid, I know you you stress out your parents and stuff exactly. like that, so you just feel like it's a debt that needs to be paid once you get there. You know this exactly. You so I just this. I want to pay that debt, bro. Exactly. <laughs> you know this, but it's like you don't gotta remind me. Exactly. It's it's, it's almost it's like people not respecting like you as a person of you. People not expecting you to be a good person yeah. and just do what you're supposed to do. Right. Which is like pay that debt. Right. But it's like they keep reminding you. It's like, right. I know. And then the I more, know you like, fucking raised me. I know you fucking dissed me. I exactly. got you. And it gets annoying when they keep reminding you of it. Like, look, understand, like, this is all going to pay off when I get where I need to be. I just need y'all to be patient. Exactly. <laughs> that's important. Thank you. Exactly. No, that's, that's a, I love that. I love that light bulb that you just set off because I feel like a lot of people are just in that grinding phase. And a lot of people, their loved ones don't understand that. Yeah. So it's good you, you, you mentioned that. As someone who has been making music for a couple years now. Yeah, I think I've been making music for about five, six, seven years. One of those. Okay, okay so you're not no, um, no spring chicken. No. Nah. So um, and you said you were in a, you know, a serious relationship yeah. when you first started. Yeah. And then now you kind of, you know, you're going through whatever you're going through. Yeah. What would you say... What was the difference in your, I guess, what was the difference in being an artist in the creative process from when you were in a relationship versus now, you know, now single or whatever you, are you? Yeah, I'm unavailable. Single. <laughs> I'm unavailable. Unavailable. <laughs> but you, were you in a phase where you were not unavailable? Yeah. So what was the difference in your art creative process when you were unavailable versus available? How did that change the whole creative artist process or whatever? Um... You said when I was available and I was unavailable. Yeah, your productivity or your just like the the art artistry of Um I don't feel like nothing really necessarily changed. Mm. It's more so just um I gotta be more considerate of the person that I'm with because I like to make a lot of lyrics about like, oh, this your bitch. I like, like just crazy you know, like a lot of like I guess I like to take when I write, mm. I always write in the perspective of like I'm talking to a girl. Mm. So like with the relationships that I've been in, a relationship that I was in at the time, mm -hmm. like, like they'll hear a lyric or a verse about somebody, and be like, "Oh, who is this about? Or is this about me? Or just like some Mind shit like your that?" Business. <laughs> and like, I always take like past experience and stuff that I've been mm -hmm. through, and I incorporate that in my music. But I'm never necessarily talking about someone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the way I was, I was just like, uh, "Maybe I shouldn't say this. She's probably gonna feel away or something mm -hmm. like that." So you tiptoe a little more when you're unavailable in your yeah. music. Yeah. Not completely expressive. Yeah, exactly. Because you say you're an unfiltered guy. Yeah. But not 100% unfiltered when you, you're unavailable. Yeah. Mm. And obviously, when like when I am available or like and I am single, mm. I'm I'm letting it all I'm letting it all hang out. <laughs> like I'll I'll say whatever. Mm. And it's just um I don't know it's just the way that like I um how do I say this? 
the way that like I go about just writing verses or mm -hmm. writing songs or something, um, I just want I like to be like real, uh, I guess clever. Mm. I like to be real clever and like little lines here and there make sense or just you know like the rhyme scheme would be different or just mm -hmm. it'll be I like to have fun. So anytime I'm in the studio and I'm writing something, it's I'm having the time of my life. Mm. So it's just. It's fun when I'm sitting there and I'm writing and I'm coming up with these things and I'm saying these things and I'm like, bro, once if, if people understand this, it's gonna hit so different. Mm. And like, yeah. um, let's wrap it up on this. Let's go on a break on this quote Baby. from your song "Down Bad." <laughs> I love the bar where you say, "The only time I feel alive is when I'm on the stage." Yeah, so that's exactly what you're saying. Like, you're yeah. in the studio, you're on the only stage. time I feel alive when I'm live at a show. Live at yeah. a show, yeah. That's, <laughs> that, yeah, I'm not paraphrasing, guys. <laughs> Um, but we, before we go on this break, what's a good song to play to our beautiful treehouse? Um, Down Bad, for sure. Down Bad? Yeah. All right. You are listening to Down Bad by Limage. See you after the break. Woo-woo.
to the Treehouse Show. Yes, you just listened to Down Bad by Lee Mod. You yes, feel sir. me? Um, you are tuned into the <coughs> the ch- chillest podcast in the universe, might I say. Um, yes, before we dive into the uh, the corner of the universe that is Lee Maj today, yeah, we corner. are going to today's episode of Guess the Fruit featuring... Limash, what's yeah, good? What's good, my yeah, boy? What's good, so, what's good? in the right corner, what would you say this special? This right here. On yeah, that red thing I'm right there. What you. is that? I believe that is a dragon fruit, right? Congratulations! Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My boy, you know what I'm saying? My boy. I, be, I be, I be in tune a little bit. You I be in tune. tune. A bit. Okay. Niggas doing their homework. He <laughs> real treehouse gang with it. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But definitely, I've never had one though. Mm. So this is actually this is, this is an experience for me because I've always seen mm. them like when me and like my mom whatever we go to the grocery store. Mm. She like to get fruits and stuff. I've always seen it, but we never got it. Mm. Never got, got it. Say less. Yes, sir. Well, um, we not finna waste no time because I don't believe in wasting. <laughs> also, time is an illusion. Ooh, deep. You gotta say that at least once. Every deep day. facts. The more you know. They got that new Matrix coming out. I seen that. I'm more excited. Have you seen? Um, How you seen it? it? Ain't come out yet. No, I said I seen it. I said I seen the trailer. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, give me the sauce. But yeah, like, um, I'm more excited for um the Spider-Man movie that's coming go. out. Um, I'm gonna get us a spoon. Bet, bet, bet. Cause like you're not supposed to eat it like that. That looks crazy. Wait, wait. You know what it kind of looks like? What it look like? It kind of looks like a kiwi, like a big ass kiwi. And the inside, you know how the kiwi had like the seeds and stuff. Exactly. It it just looked like a, a big ass pink kiwi. Are oh, you eating with a spoon? Um, you can eat it without a spoon, but I don't recommend it. You okay? I don't recommend it. All right, I'm not gonna lie. This should look, this should look kind of majestic. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is called dragon fruit, right? It looked like a damn. It is called a dragon fruit. It low key looked like an egg from a dragon. You're onto something. <laughs> okay, so um, so damn. what? Hey, it kind of tastes like a kiwi too. The texture. Yeah, it has the same texture as a kiwi. This is hard. Shout out Phoenix. I think we had a dragon fruit. We we're talking about how like for such an epic name, mm-hmm. it doesn't taste too epic. Yeah, it is kind of underwhelming. It's kind of underwhelming, right? I was expecting something crazy. You know what I'm saying? I think I I shouldn't have had my expectations so high. But even still, like now that I know what it tastes like, I could say like, yeah, dragon fruit is decent. Mm. Okay, so. You just dropped a new music video, mm-hmm. uh, Down Bad. Yes. So what was that like? I know that's your second music video. Mm-hmm. What was that like, you know, the process behind setting it up, planning it, you know, just, mm-hmm. just, where, and where was it shot to? Like, it looked like Las Vegas or something. I don't no, know. No, it's crazy. This was shot, um, this was shot at a carnival in Crete. Oh, wow. It was like, it was like 15 minutes away from me. And I was just like, you know what? Cause I was already like beforehand, I was planning on like making a music video, and I was like, bro, I'm gonna make a music video for Down Bad. Mm. It's just like, it's just a matter of when and how I'm gonna go about it. Mm. And so um, I seen Zion when his Lane Switch video came out. Um, K Watts, mm. he's the one that shot the video. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm real I'm real big on using my resources. So I was like, mm. Zion, um, you think you can get me in touch with K Watts? I'm trying to like make a music video and everything, and like. He he, real good with prices. So I was like, mm. this is definitely affordable too. So 
what I like to do when I'm making a music video, I put it in my notes. Mm. So I'll write like the concept of how I want the music video to go in my notes and just mm -hmm. what I'm seeing in my head. So I was like, I definitely want like a carnival, like just fun vibe overall. Mm. So um, I hit up K-Watch. I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Um, I found out about you through Zion, mm. made his music video. I'm trying to uh, make a music video. Right. He was like, what did you have in mind? I was like, bro, I have a whole note I can send you. Mm. And then also, he's just really good with like his camera work and how he just directs things. So I was like, he could low-key take, he could have creative control as well as just like implicating my ideas into the music video. Mm. So we got in touch and we was like, yeah, man, um, the carnival was this day and we going to meet up and do this. And just... It was um it was clutch because I had my boys there with me, so mm -hmm. just like I wasn't there by myself, and we was just having fun. We was just walking through the carnival. My boy K Watch, he was filming, mm. and then he had like all these dope shot ideas and everything. Mm. And then I had fun after we finished up. We was chilling at the carnival, got on the rides. It was lit. And then K Watch got a drum too or something. Yeah, he had a drum. Yeah, yeah those aerial right. shots where I was like, whoa, yeah. look like a scene from um us or something. Crazy about them drone shots. That them was like them shots. He made it look like we like had like a few like a lot of shots, but it's crazy. We only had the drone in the air for like five minutes before security was like, "Oh yeah, you need to bring that down unless you have like you know clearance or whatever." Uh, shut the fuck up. So yeah, it was like whatever, bro. We got what we needed. Right. Luckily, before they even said something, they always be trying to say shit. Right. Fun fact: if you notice in the video when the drone is being put up, you can see like in the bottom right, you see the security looking up like, "Yo, is that a drone?" Like, what? The it's so funny. I always point that out when I'm looking at the video. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, don't you love when you shoot a video and it's it's like little bloopers that only you know? Yeah, I would never fucking know that if it's, you didn't tell bro, me. It's real, like right, like you don't you don't try to look for it, right? You don't try to look for it, but then once I point it out and you realize, you're like, damn, that really is just the security guards just looking at the drone. Exactly. <laughs> it's so it's hilarious. But yeah, I love that video because it was like it was really it was it was very well put together, and I just. I had so much fun. I just can't wait. You ever to tried kombucha before? I have actually. Zion put me on the kombucha, and I'm gonna be honest, I do not like it. You don't fuck with kombucha? I don't like what? kombucha. More for me. Um, <laughs> Synergy sponsor me. But yeah, I remember we was um we was recording a song, and he had one. He was like, "You wanna try it?" I was like, "No, but I'll try it." <laughs> you still tried that shit? <laughs> yeah, and. I know it's like supposed to be like something like helps clear your system and stuff, right? It helps you detox. Yeah, you know, yeah. All that partying you do on the weekend, that shit. Yeah. Take it, take I don't know. Soul. It might have just been that reason that like that shit hit different. I was like, damn, bro, my stomach. I gotta take a shit. You know? <laughs> doing this job. Yeah, it was crazy, but like I don't. It's not that. That's not the reason I don't like it. I don't like it because it just it don't it ain't, it ain't got a really appealing taste to me. Mm. But. Yeah, you know, y'all y'all braver than me. Y'all be going off on the kombucha, especially Zion. That's his shit. Bro, I ain't gonna lie. I had to like, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Save some for me. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out Zion. He was going off on the kombucha. He said, nah, but you feel me? We all about health. We all about elevating our consciousnesses, you know, you know because health is wealth. Thank yes, you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're, we on the same wavelength. Um, But yeah, man, I just love... It's it's the people you keep around you. James, shout out James, man. Big on every video, James, is bro. it real? James just be going nuts in the yeah. video. Like James be. That's what I'm saying. He be James. having the time of his life. He makes the music. The music video would be like an eight. And James would make it like a ten. Like exactly. just his energy, just. That's what I'm saying. I James, love James' energy, bro. James lives his life 
and exclamation points. <laughs> no, I'm, see, I'm starting to learn. <laughs> That's literally all James is. Whenever you hear James talk, it could be we could be in the most quiet setting, and mm. he's still exclamation point. He talk like you know, he, like that's how he the talks. Excitement, <laughs> yeah, I love it. He always, yeah, I love it too, bro. He's just he's just hilarious because he'll have all these stories and he'll be talking in this like fucking this comical just outgoing voice. That it'll make you laugh, but, <laughs> he's, you laugh. but he's being serious. He's so being serious. Like, yeah. How can you be serious and you just like you talking like you can't? You can't. You can't. But like that's 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 what part of what makes him one of a kind. Exactly. It's just like James, just be James in. Yeah, that's, that's that's all I can say. That's my bro. He be bringing up some of the funniest shit at the randomest, like the most <laughs> random times. We was chilling at our homie crib, and I, we had to be like reminiscing about just like high school and just mm. stuff back in the day. And he was like, "Yeah, I remember you used to bully me in elementary school." I'm, <laughs> what, nigga? I don't even remember that. How do you remember that? And he was just like, "Yeah, I remember you and Ron used to bully me in high school." I'm like, Damn. I'm like, it's crazy how life goes full circle. Now we just we just they all just booing. We it. tight. We the, we that's the homie, man. I love James. <laughs> Shout out James, man. Shout out to James, my boy. How do you and Zion meet, though? Me and Zion met. Um, we met in high school. Ironically, like I've known James since elementary school, mm. and crazy enough, Zion was in elementary school with my sister. Mm. So it's just like at some point in life, our our paths were gonna cross. I feel like. So yeah, me and Zion met through high school. Um, I can't. I don't necessarily remember like how we like clicked like that, but I remember mm. we um. We connected because we both made music. Hey, right? best with some of this carrot asparagus can go crazy. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and slap on this. Green apple. Mm. But, like I was saying, damn, hold on. <laughs> nah, go crazy. So, yeah. We connected because we both made music. And I liked his sound. He liked my sound. And um, it basically grew from there. Mm. Um, I remember one point I was like, you want to um, record some stuff or whatever? And he was like, yeah, you want me to come to you or whatever? I was like, yeah, I'll come pick you up. Some mm -hmm. like along the lines of that. And um, Zion was kind of like at a low point mm -hmm. in life to where he was self-conscious. He didn't really want nobody seeing where he was staying. Mm -hmm. like, he, I, like, I guess he didn't want nobody like, to talk about him or anything. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm not going to lie. I like to roast. Like that's part of my like comedic nature. Like I'll roast somebody. And like as long as they know I'm kidding, they won't I get offended. Love. Yeah. But as far as Zion go, I'm like, bro, you good. Like, you ain't got to worry about me, like, judging you or anything. I'm not going to judge anybody. Because I know the same way you think motherfuckers judging you, like, or, like, motherfuckers judging me the same way. And judging themselves whole time. Exactly. So I'm like, Zion, we good, bro. You ain't got to, like, you my boys. You know? I ain't, you know what I'm saying? You solid. We solid wherever you live. It don't matter where you live because you a good friend. You my dog. You my brother at this point. So, yeah, that's how we clicked. And it's just it's just been like that ever since. I also mm. think it's because, like, we both Capricorns. So... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Us caps got to stick together. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's all y'all got going for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop. Oh, okay. So you link up with um James. That's after high school, though. Y'all become cooler. Yeah, we become tight after high school. Man, you and Zion. But that's when you start making music. Mm-hmm. In high school, that's when, and I started, Zion. that's when I started taking music more serious. But you, you said it was more in the b-ball. Yeah, I was a basketball player. Um, varsity. I played basketball in high school, varsity, and um. For a while, I thought that basketball was going to be my dream. Mm. Like, that was going to be the thing that changed my life. Mm. And for a second, it seemed like it was going that way until my senior year. Mm. My senior year rolls around. And um, you've been on the team. You, you know, if you're on the team for a while and it's your senior year, you expect, like, oh, okay, guaranteed spot. You ain't really got to worry about, like, somebody taking your spot, right? Mm. So it's um, 
uh, some my family reunion at the time. My family reunion crossed paths with like our summer league. Mm-hmm. So I tell my coach, I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to attend the summer league because I gotta go to this family reunion. Mm-hmm. So I tell him that he's aware of that, and then um, I get back, and it's time for basketball trials. <laughs> So of course I show my face just because like I want the coach to know like I still I'm I want to be a part of this like this is the shit I love basketball I want to do this so I let the coach see my face let him know I'm there you know participate in the workouts the practices or whatever the case may be and then um, it seemed like everything was going well it was a great tryout and um, the next day I look at the list of people who made the team and my name is not on there so I'm confused I immediately try to find the coach but I can't find the coach until school is over. So, you know, that's when practice and stuff is everything. And, like, it was weird because it just acted like he didn't care. Or, like, he didn't really, like, he acted like he didn't know who I was almost. What? After that? Yeah. So, it was really, that was really discouraging. And I, like, I told myself, all right, bet. Niggas want to do me dirty. I'm not going to a single senior year basketball game. And that's literally what happened. That also might have been like a turning point for me in the sense of just like, okay, I need to focus more on music now. Or just like find something else to fill this void since a nigga can't hoop no more on the team. So I think that also has something to do with me just really um, getting into music more. Cause back when I back when I like first started music, I was trying to like be like like rap heavy, kind of like on some Logic, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole type shit. Yeah, trying to be like a rapper rapper for real, right? And... I was trying to do that, honestly, because, like, that's what my brother Ron was doing. Mm. And, like, since he was inspiring me, you know what I'm saying, he's the reason that I'm still making music now. He mm-hmm. was the reason that, like, I didn't quit back in eighth grade when I thought I was trash. And, like, I had, like, people people didn't have, like, really no faith in me. They thought I sucked. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I kind of sucked. But I wasn't that bad. Obviously, I wasn't that bad if, like, Ron saw, the, like, the potential in me. Mm. So, yeah, I was always trying to rap and stuff. But I wasn't trying to, like, find my craft, like, mm. the flow of my music that really, like, makes me, me, or, like, what, what I feel more comfortable doing. It wasn't until, like, I started, like, trying to sing or, like, mix, like, these melodic flows with mm. hip-hop and, like, what auto-tune. What would you call, I wouldn't call what you do rapping. Yeah. Because you, your beats, they don't really be drums and snares and yeah. hi-hats. It'd it be kind of like some melodic. Exactly. What would you call your and I don't really like categories like that, but yeah. if you were to like if I were to search you up, what would you classify yourself kind of? Classify myself? I would say like alternative melodic rap. Mm. Something like that. Because it's still it's still in a sense hip hop and rap because I'm doing like rhyme schemes and stuff. Right. So yeah, and it's just I'm adding a melodic flow to it. I'm adding some some twang. I'm singing a little mm. bit too. So that's where I found like I really like doing that. And that was like my thing that got me out of my shell. Excuse me. Of just, um, you know, finding my craft, perfecting my craft. Mm. So I started doing that like, yeah, after I graduated. I didn't start expressing more of like my melodic flows and stuff until like my first album. Mm. That's when I really started experimenting. I don't want to like, so for me, I feel like I'm real versatile when it comes to like making music and stuff. So, like, I don't want to just limit myself to one specific genre of music. Mm. If I can branch out and try other things, I'm going to try it. You can't mm. you can't knock something until you try it. Exactly. So, I feel like I'm really good in the sense of, like, I can do hip-hop stuff. I can do R&B, damn mm. near rock. Uh, I, like, I like rock music a lot. Mm. Um, I, didn't, I, didn't, 
I didn't even like, I don't even listen to like rock music faithfully. I didn't like, I didn't get into rock music until I started playing Guitar Hero. Guitar mm. Hero 3, Legends of Rock. That was That's, the first. That, those are the times. That was the first guitar game I ever played. And all the songs in there I love. I was like, damn, like if this is rock music, I fuck with it. I like this. Mm. And so I try to incorporate stuff that I used to listen to like in my past and my childhood and try to like pay homage to that by using it in some of my songs. Mm. So that's what I did. I don't know if you noticed. Um, that's such, you're such a nostalgia. Yeah, I'm such I'm I'm a such a nostalgic person. I feel like when you have that connection with like stuff that you used to do back in the day and that nostalgia, it really like it's like a little it's like a sentimental moment. People can like relate to you and feel for you because they probably used to do those same things when they was kids. So they're like, damn, like how does he know about this and stuff mm -hmm. like that, right? So that's why I like to just have those little bits and pieces in my songs to like mm -hmm. just take me back. You know, just take me yeah. back sometimes. What's uh what's something from nostalgia, right? Uh -huh. Or something that'll instantly get you emotional. That'll instantly get instantly, me emotional. Like, like anything um, from nostalgia that's like. Okay, you do you remember this movie? It's a Disney movie. It's called Treasure Planet. Yes. Okay. Yes, I so love that animation. You Bring remember, that shit back. <laughs> right? Fuck this 3D shit. So, do you remember the song that played? It was um, it was like, it was called um, I'm Still Here. It was like that really emotional song where it was like they were showing like a little montage of him like flashing back, seeing his dad leave. I'm going to write then, it down though because I'm, I'm finna, I yeah. love Disney shit, So bro. look, going back to like nostalgia stuff, that makes me feel, that was like mm -hmm. the, I got, I got really emotional one time listening to that song and I was like, damn, like this shit, I feel this. Mm -hmm. So going back to like how I said like bits and pieces and paying homage to those things, mm -hmm. I actually took the chorus from that song and I used it in the song I did with Zion on my album called Home. Mm. So um, it's like the hook And then it's the bridge And that bridge that I use Is that chorus from the song I'm still here on Treasure Planet mm. And I know like to some people Because I, I feel like you got to explain this sometimes To some people that might look like plagiarism Or you're biting or something like that no. And like I never looked at it like that But I understand that some people might look at it like that So to me it's not plagiarism It's me paying paying homage to that thing in my past That just made me feel something Made me feel young again mm. So that's why I try to do that sometimes. I even pay homage to like some of my old songs. Like I got verses and I got lines from old songs mm. that I had from way back when that I used on new songs. Mm. And like only people that like really listened to my songs back in the day, like my brothers and stuff, like they would know those those bits and pieces because we was there recording those songs together. So mm. they'd be like, yo, I can't believe you put this in here. Like I remember when we first recorded that and stuff. So it's just stuff like that. I love just sitting back and reminiscing. Mm. That's like the that's like the best thing for me. I don't know why that just makes me feel whole to just sit back and just think about all the good things in life that you went through and knowing like all the other good things that you're gonna go through. Mm. And it's just like once you get there, you're gonna be like, damn, bro. Twenty years from now, we're gonna be talking about this. Mm. That's just that's that's just a great feeling to me. No, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, you know, and I'm, I feel like that's what gives you your flair. Yeah, because I feel like every artist. There's a, almost 8 billion people on the planet. Right. You know? And, like, there's every, everybody in their their grandmama is, like, a rapper or, like, an <laughs> artist or a musician. Yeah. And everybody trying to be everybody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like... And, then like, you, you mentioned before how, like, you know what I'm saying, before you went to Baltimore, yeah. you kind of considered yourself as a quote-unquote nerd or, like, kind of geeky yeah. or something like that. Right. But it's, like, part of you kind of, like, lost that alone the path or something because trying to fit in or so on and so exactly. forth. Exactly. But yes. it's, like... Yeah. No, that's what makes 
your shit hit. Right. That's what makes you stand out from the crowd. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like, yeah, try to be cool, but what is trying to be cool? What is fitting in? You fit in to the piece of the puzzle and you become indistinguishable for the, from the rest. Right. So it's like the the price is for fitting in. Yeah, you fit in, but the price is you lose what makes you you. Right. And I feel like what makes you pop as an artist is that aspect of you not fitting in. It's that aspect of you prior to you fitting in. Right. Because everybody has gone through the stage of before they fa- fit, fit it fat in. That's not the past <laughs> tense of fit. Before they fit it in. Yeah. And that's something we can all relate to. So it's almost by not fitting in or going to the, the who you used to be before you fit in, you mm. actually connect with more people. Right. Because we all can remember that place. And it's like your nostalgia might be Treasure Planet. My yeah. nostalgia might be. Uh, Sinbad, right, or something like that, or my that nostalgia. Too. That was a banger. That was a banger. It's very similar animation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know that was a banger, but you know, I said that on purpose. You know, my nostalgia <laughs> might be Lion King, right. but it's still oh, we could all go back to that feeling. Yeah, it's the feeling that connects us, and I feel yeah. like you having these little hints, uh-huh. you know, kind of sprinkled throughout your music, that gives clues. You're building a foundation, you know, with your fans, with the people yeah. who listen to you now. So they're gonna listen to this interview. And then they're going to be more alert, listening like, oh, okay, yeah. this is somebody who actually taps into and that's, his inner child. That's what I like so much. Like, when people look deeper into my music, they get to see, like, how my mind processes things, see who I really am. And I just, I just love that because then, like, when it, when it does get to that point where people see me and stuff, they'll have stories be like, oh, I remember hearing this. And it's just like, bro, it, like, opened my eyes to stuff. I had, I've had people cry to my songs. Just what because, did that feel like? I don't, I don't know. I was shocked, to be honest. Because, like, I never, I don't, like, try to make songs to, like, have people emotional. Mm. I guess I am kind, kind of, like, really emotional when it comes to my mm. songs. But like I said before, I can't help but just write how I feel. So, if at this point in time I make this song, that's just what I'm going through. So, and like you said, everybody, like, can relate to it. So, it's just like... If you got this guy and he making all these songs and it sounds like this nigga damn near knows you because he's over here explaining like the scenarios and stuff that you went through as well, it's like you you create that bond with an artist. Mm. So it's just it's just it's dope. It's real dope. <laughs> and um, at that moment, like, do you almost feel that like? Do you almost feel like you're living more than just for you? Do you feel like a part of something bigger when that happens? Yeah, that's actually a, that's a uh, that's a dope way of thinking about it. Actually, yeah, it's like you're not just doing this for you anymore. You might have that one person that, like, yeah, you might not have a small following now, but you have that one that's person. All it takes. That's been sticking with you from the go, like from the jump, and like everything that you put out or everything that you're writing and recording, like that inspired them. Who knows? I probably just l- people listen to my songs. I probably inspired somebody else to start making music, and like I don't even know it. So it's just like knowing that like it's people out there that's actually watching me, people wanting me to succeed, and I just I just want the best. I just want the best for me. I want the best for my friends. I want the best for everybody. I want this like I just want this world to be better, you know. Mm. So it's just it's a good feeling like knowing that I have I inspire people. Is that something that you always have from the get go, or is that something that you learned over time? You get it more into that place of I just like the feeling of. Of feeling other people being elevated is that something that you've learned later on or was that like the goal from the start it's definitely something i learned later on because like i said when i started making music when i made my first album i was just trying to get 
all that weight and all that like just sad stuff off my chest. Mm. So at the time, I was just like, I was just trying to get, I was basically just trying to just, I was trying to make, okay, so I was, like I said, Describe I was your first album. Okay, my first album. I was going. Jay. Yeah, Jay. My first album, I was going through a breakup. So this is like the first like heartbreak I've ever experienced. Like like the shit hurts for real for real, right? Because like I thought I was gonna be with this person damn near forever. It was like a sweet like high How school long sweetheart. Together? We was we was together for four years, freshman year to senior year, basically high school sweetheart. And I get dumped before graduation. And after that, man, I was just depressed. Life was not hitting the same. I was like, bro, I really don't care about shit really. And then it got to the point where I was just like I can't, I can't have this person just fucking my life up like this, or like, I can't, I can't have these con, like these constant thoughts. I couldn't get the shit out of my head. Mm. It was just, it was just always in the back of my mind. Try to, try to, um, try to basically be cordial and just be cool and just like have fun with the homies and everything. But in the back of my head, I'm like, damn, I can't believe this shit really just happened to me. So it was just like, I had to get that shit out of my chest. So my whole album is dedicated to my ex. <laughs> and it's just like you could hear the anger and just like the emotion and like when I was recording and stuff. Looking back on it now, I was like, damn, I'm I was really just I was a, I was a hurt I was hurt. So it's nice to um evolve from that person that I was, mm. and just like become a better person from that heartbreak and that mm. experience. Cause now I could just say like it is what it is. Like mm. I just you know forgive yourself, forgive that person, acceptance. You know mm. five stages of grief type shit. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> no, for real. That's 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 something that someone could definitely, you know, what I'm saying, compartmentalize and yeah. use for their own experiences. I love that. So like speaking like on Jay, your uh-huh. song Maleficent really yeah, stuck with me. Man. That bar, <laughs> you said uh, you did a little twist on Drake. You said you the best I never had. Yeah, tell me what that's about, bro. Maleficent. Maleficent is he was pouring out. Man, you heard me? I heard that. <laughs> I listened to it twice. Man, Maleficent. Um, I think that was definitely okay. So when I heard the beat for that, I remember my whole thought process for this. I was like, I'm letting it, I'm pouring it all out on this song. And when I was writing, I was getting angry. Like I was writing so aggressively, saying it in my head so aggressively. And it was just I don't know. I think that was like the peak of my anger mm. when I was writing that song. It was the peak of my anger and just everything. I was letting it all out. I said, bitch, you was a snake. I could have seen you in the tall grass. Mm. Just like I was saying all these things to try to like hurt her. If you heard, I said all these fucking songs about you. Hope they make you feel sad. Mm. Like, bro, I really wanted the person who you did not fucked move me on. up. <laughs> I did not move on. I was like, who? I was like, bro, I wanted the person who fucked me up to feel what I was feeling. So that's why I made that. That mm. man, I have a story about that. My um, my homie's dad, Ron's dad. Mm. Um, he he um, he loved that song. That's like mm. his favorite song. You ever seen like a grown ass man who's like high and drunk, and when they get into a song, they be they face be scrunching up, they be doing all this shit. Like bro, he was he was going off. I was like, yo, I have never seen somebody like that wasn't bump my, my shit like this right that was not your attempt and it was like bro he was relating he was feeling everything i was saying and i was like that shit is crazy that was a that was a humbling moment for me too because i was like damn my homie dad like he really fucked with this song and it just it just blew my mind i was so happy after i seen that because it's like i know i'm not the only one who's been through this mm. and just like 
it's like it's like I'm the one who's going through it for, through the first time. Mm. So everybody has their ways of expressing how they feel. Mm. Everybody does things differently. Everybody goes through grief differently. Mm. And um, that was my way of going through my grief. I had to just let it all out. I couldn't just keep it bottled up. Mm. If I kept that shit bottled up, I might have exploded. I might have just, I don't know, who knows what I could have. I could have went down a different path. Mm. But since I decided to like just let it all out through music and just mm. let people see how I'm feeling. Listen to it a couple of times and they understand mm. what I'm going through, seeing how I'm feeling. They could also be like, wow, I feel this. It's like therapy like, for you. Yeah. It's like therapy, it's for, like you. therapy for me. Definitely. Mm. And it's, it's great. No, that album, man, that album really, you know, just threw me back to my, you know what I'm saying, my first heartbreak. Yeah. And I just really like, damn, that's verbatim how yeah. I felt. You know, and it's just like, you can just, you feel more connected yeah to everything to everyone it lets you know that you know no matter how small i feel or no matter how insignificant i feel mm -hmm. someone else is going through exactly what i feel and exactly it's almost empowering and it's therapy it's it's relaxing you can almost close that chapter of your book even yeah. for even for a while yeah and focus on your shit and then looking back on it now and then you see the progression of how I've become. You see that I've evolved into something better. I even got a song on the album called Evolve. Mm. So it's just like, it's just, I love, I love that you can see the growth in my music. You can see the growth in me as a person, as well as me getting better with production, writing, mixing, mastering, etc. Mm. It's just nice to see that growth. And I still, I still feel like I'm like, I haven't even reached my peak, bro. Like, I'm, I'm learning this stuff as I go. Mm. Like, I learn new things every time I record something. Or like I see some things, or I listen to some songs, and I'll be like, I like the way they did that. I will try to implicate those things into my music in my own way. Mm. So it's just it's it's nice just to see the growth in yourself. I love doing that. I like oh like another example. You working out right? Mm. You start your workout journey. You take a picture of yourself right? Say you take a picture of yourself every day. Mm. You look at yourself three months from now. You be like, damn, like mm. I can't believe I'm better than what I was back then. Or I've like I've become something better. Mm. It's nice to just see that like that growth and that like evolving. You know, there's a there's a famous quote. I forgot who it was by. It says, one day, or one day or, or or it's you're you're going through right now or you are right now what you wish you would have been five years ago exactly in some aspect right so it's like always be grateful of where you're at because you just you just aren't you just aren't looking at things from the right perspective right so no matter how low you feel you can always tap into that oh well so and so so what but guess what I'm stronger than I was five years ago. Exactly. Or I handle this situation. I'm not getting in trouble like I was five years ago. Right. So even though this shit happened to me, I still grew. Yeah. It was still up. And I, that's how I look at always. I stress this a lot with like anybody that I really care about and I'm really close to. Mm. Like if you're going through a low point in your life or you just feel depressed or you feel down, just know that that shit is not going to last forever. Mm. It's not going to last forever at all. You deal with it. You roll with the punches and then you move forward. Like, that's been the thing for me. That's what I've learned the most mm. because I dwelled on this. I dwelled on that like relationship, that breakup for like a really long time to the point where it's like you just you just look bitter, and like it's just like it's not a good look for you. It's not being a good bitter and upset about something that happened a long time ago, right? So, the thing with me is like I've overcame that, and now just from experience, I can tell somebody else like, yo, it's gonna be okay. It's mm. not gonna be like this forever. As long as you stay on your shit, you do you. And you do whatever makes you happy. Mm. Like keep, keep, keep it up. You know, keep your head up. It's it's not gonna be bad forever. I love that. What? Who is Stellar Girl? That EP? Like, is that like a person mm -hmm. or is that like an uh, idea? Okay. 
So, Stella Girl, I don't know if you remember. Remember, I was talking about how I have like this universe in my head. Mm. Like, we talk about anime, anime arcs and stuff. They have like these these canon arcs. Canon is just like the like the story, the, the actual story. Mm-hmm. And then there's these bits and like these episodes that are non-canon, mm-hmm. right? So, in my universe, Stella Girl is basically um like the girl of my dreams, like the mm-hmm. perfect the perfect woman for me mm-hmm. and i look at her as like my stellar girl because to me she has all these perfect traits all these we share the same interests all this stuff and it's just like she's out of this world mm-hmm. so she's stellar right stellar girl so i made like um on the cover you see she's just like this outer space like yeah. galaxy woman right you so, designed that by the way yeah i drew that so yeah mm-hmm. um she's a part of my um my canon story Cause then it goes Jay, then it goes Stellar Girl, and then it goes Let's Go For a Ride. Let's Go For a Ride. By the way, did you design Let's Go For a Ride cover art? Yes. Bro, that shit's crazy. <laughs> no, like, that shit was, like, trippy. Like, I was like, shit, if I was on Mushrooms, I would have been. <laughs> nah, nah, like, kudos, like, that shit. Appreciate you, bro. That shit hit. Did you used to have, like, dreads, too? I had dreads, yes. Okay. I had, I, um, I had dreads for, like, four years. Mm. I had long-ass dreads. I had blonde dreads, green dreads. I had a little dread face. And, um, yeah, um... I cut them because uh, in some way it kind of reminded me of like the relationship that I was in back in mm. the day because I had those dreads when I was in a relationship. And I was like, mm. I felt like I was still holding on to that little bit of the past that I just couldn't let go of. Mm. So then when I finally got rid of them, I was like, damn, I feel better. I feel different. Like, I feel great. Mm. I could do whatever I want with my hair now. Nigga. I could get braids if I wanted to. You feel me? Like, I could just do a lot of shit. Mm. And that was just, that was, uh, that was nice. But, Man, Stellar Girl, that's my that's my shorty. <laughs> Hell yeah. Would you feel like you found your Stellar Girl? Uh, I think so. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we working there. Definitely. Well, there you have it. Um, It's been a pleasure, Limaj. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely Definitely. Beautiful dialogue. Definitely. I learned a lot. I feel like I grew. Um, <laughs> as always. Oh, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> Stay hydrated. Stay breathing in that good ass oxygen. <laughs> and most importantly, most importantly, stay basic. You're you are listening to Biters by Gartasia. Yeah, I'm giving it back. Oh, yeah, they bite my swag. Don't chim it on, don't chim it on, crack. Huh, yeah, don't only care if they buy. Don't only care if they buy. Don't only care if they buy. I'm spreading positivity, some lies. Oh, yeah, I'm getting my back. Oh, yeah, I'm giving it back. Oh, yeah, they bite my swag. Don't chim it on, don't chim it on, crack. Huh, yeah, don't only care if they buy. Don't only care if they buy. Don't only care if they buy. I'm spreading positivity, some lies. To metal, they gas you up till they get shoveled to bury your legacy. They miss you, disease or a tragedy. Bite off your come up until they get cavities. Uh, sick is that human centipede. Uh, they cannot leave, they look up to me. Uh, I find it endearing. My enemies don't know I'm making my haters my employees. Sipping kombucha, go have your bud like Sniffing oxygen, go snort your snow white. Eating kendo, a mint, kenwa. A kento, a digimon, got like a kenaton. Rasking girl, just like some cinema. Uh, getting her rose like some cinnamon buns. We get to touching the 
they feel it, uh We gon' get kicked out the cinema Let them imitate, try to intimidate Law of attraction, them gon' eliminate Don't duck off a wheel, just keep pushing Stay still at your mama stack, you'll break, get you a place It's sunny outside, take your dog for a walk Skinny dipping and seeing the waves get lost Get bucket, get shovel, build sandcastle Stay in the prison, I lost in the sauce Oh yeah, I'm getting my bag Oh yeah, I'm giving it back Oh yeah, they biting my swag Don't chim it on, don't chim it on crack Don't need them new pair of kicks, tree of life Take the eye of the team, you are supreme Don't need designer jeans It's funny how when you at bottom Your friends see no trace on the come up one See you at end of the race Nah, they cannot eat from my plate oh. Get in the mood for some mudras, uh Get in that from Kama Sutra, uh Muchachas that sipping kombucha and scooching I'm spitting about y'all in my music Build up anger and anxiety Let that flow, baggage leap All that at the door Keep it bottled up, you gon' explode Stay ten toes, you moving beyond Oxygen in the trees got you cheesing. Pollen in the air got you cheesing. First trip in your favorite season. Discovered her in Angus, not Eastern. Now Mother Goose got you calling out for Jesus. You doing some assaults out of joy, thanking nature for giving you all of the reasons. Oh yeah, I'm getting my back. Oh yeah, I'm giving it back. Oh yeah, they biting my swag. Don't chim it on, don't chim it on crack. Oh, yeah, don't only care if they buy. Don't only care if they buy. Don't only care if they buy. I'm spreading positivity, some lies.